Okay. All right. We're back with another episode of Bigfoot Revival. My name is Sasquatch. And joining me today, same as yesterday and the day before, and the day after, I'm assuming. God willing. <laughs> the Yeti. Yeti. All right. So. We had a bonus episode this week. Yeah, we did. So we got up with Mr. Gus. Yep. And Mr. Gus said, hey, uh, I'd like to kind of go back and forth with you about um, bringing glory to God. Mm-hmm. And we had a discussion. You need to listen to it. It was good. We're, we're not going to go into every single little detail of it. You, you just kind of need to go and, and check it out. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the best thing to do. Well worth it. Well worth it. It's not that it's not that long. I think it's closer to thirty minutes. Yeah, where most of our episodes are closer to an hour. This one it's like half. It's like half. I don't know if you understand that reference. Um I don't. So we're just gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> um So yeah, if you want to hear that, um I think it I think it done a good job of this. All right, I and I will say that. Clarifying some some verbiage. Yeah. Right. Clarifying sure. some some words so that I think the I think if you were to really analyze what we were saying, us and Mr. Gus were actually agreeing the whole time. Yeah. We we and Mr. Gus Mr. Gus and us? Whatever. <laughs> we're agreeing the whole time. Uh but clarifying some of the words if if you disagree with us on on our our thing about bringing glory to God in everything that you do, and if uh, you're not bringing glory to God in everything that you do, you're sinning. Mm-hmm. I think if you go to that, it'll help. You may still not agree with us. I'm not saying that you will. I'm saying that uh, Mr. Gustin a really good job. He brought you know he busts up in there. He's like, uh, sin is defined as. Right. I mean, and I love that. I love that because we need to have control over the language. And in doing so, he that that's what he was doing. So, uh, we we uh, enjoyed the whole conversation. There again, it's about a thirty minute conversation, and it was it, we, we highly enjoyed it. So, thank you, Mr. Gus, uh, for uh, doing that with us. Yes, sir. Outside of that, we have more of a. It's a tough. It's a tough topic today. Okay. It's a tough topic today. Um, Is it ever an easy topic, though? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, sometimes. Uh, do me a favor. I'm going to move my mic All so right. it's a little more comfortable to talk. I'm in a weird, wonky position. So if you'll just explain some what what we're talking about today, and I'll I'll get this taken care of. Well, just like old boy was saying, we've had a, a another tough time with uh, just where we're at and what's going on. Um, we know that we live in a world that is cursed with the stain of sin, and one of the results of that curse is death. Yeah. And uh, it seems like that death has been coming around to visit our family more often than not. And Well, well, well I wouldn't say that. Well, <laughs> I mean, more often yeah. than not. <laughs> That's like that lady that told my granddad, Pastor, people are dying who have never died before. And will never die again. Well, that ain't true either. <laughs> uh it seems that way sometimes. I, I, and I know what you meant by it. I was just being silly. It, it really does seem that way. And, you know, uh, well, here we are again. It's getting kind of familiar. Yeah. So what what has happened recently is within less than a year, 
Um, I lost my grandmother. Yeti's lost his grandmother. And we just lost um, Yeti's aunt. Yep. Who I knew before I knew Yeti. Mm-hmm. I knew that side of their family before I met uh, this side of their family. And so I've known them longer than I have the the, the family that, you know, I married Yeti's sister, Mrs. Squatch, uh, Sasquatch, and... And so we're all family, but but I've known him, and and she just what they, they're assuming it was an aneurysm. Yeah, they're assuming it was an aneurysm. From what well, I well, she had been in the hospital for a little bit, and yeah, had just come back home, and, and everybody was talking about how great she was doing. Yeah, and then boom, out of nowhere, there it was. And because of that, and what we've been dealing with, and. We wanted to talk about just stress and trauma and death a little bit, right? That being said, what you you just made a comment, and, and it really reminded me that uh, I want to maybe clarify something too, or not clarify, but I want I want to express something. If you were not certain in your walk with Christ, get that way. Absolutely. Open up your Bible. Go to a friend who who can who can uh, share the word with you. Walk you through this, because there is nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, on this planet that is more important than your walk with Christ. Period. Period. Exclamation point. Yeah. And because of that. You don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what tomorrow holds. It doesn't. It, it can't wait. It can't wait. So if you're sitting there and you're saying, yeah, you know what, I agree with these guys when they say we need to give it all to Jesus. We need to, but you know, I, I really like this part of what I've got. I really like this sin that I indulge in. I really like uh, uh, whatever it is. I'm not willing. I know what the Bible says, but I say, um, you know, if there's somebody who who you feel the need to share the gospel with, but you've been intimidated to do so, do it. Do it. There, nobody has promised tomorrow. Not us. Not them. Second Corinthians six two. For he says, in the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor, and now is the day of salvation. Amen. Don't put it off. Amen. You you can't you can't beat that with a big old stick, son. I I mean the the truth is that if you continue to put it off, God is 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 probably gonna harden your heart. Not mm-hmm. to say that he can't soften it back up, but but generally speaking, what happens is that when you ignore the Holy Spirit, when you uh, are convicted of sin, and then you push it away, and you put it in the back of your mind, and you sh- God eventually just hardens your heart. Yeah. To where it doesn't even bother you that you're sinning. And there, therein lies God's judgment on you while you're on this side of eternity. So God giving you over to your sinful desires. I mean, we've talked about that before yeah. on this show. We 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 see that in our country today with what's going on. Yeah. Um. And 
but it's not just it doesn't just go you know on the grand scope of countries that happens individually too yeah yeah and the depraved mind thing romans one right i mean i think we talk about it like you said more we see the nation developing that depraved mind that kind of thing but it happens on an individual basis speaking of which it is still depraved mind month yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh snap <laughs> the man the myth the booth Okay, so (laughs) uh, former pastor, myth myth man, math man, not math man, method man. Uh, I don't. He he left here dancing like method man. He left here dancing here like Jagger. (laughs) I know that's an older reference, but still, it works for him. He got a new knee, or going to get new he knees. He going to get new knees. He got he a new shoulder. got him a new shoulder. And about to have him a new wife. Got him a new old lady. He, yeah. He going to be hard to beat. He's on cloud nine right he now. going to be hard to beat. Good for him. So, <laughs> so, uh, sorry about that. Our buddy busted up in here. and um, He's one of these guys. He don't, he don't care what you're doing. <laughs> he's going to bust up in here. All right. Uh so we're talking about death, basically, and and depression, and when life is hard. Mm. So it may not be necessarily. Maybe heartbreak is yeah. a good way to put that, because because really what we're talking about is things like death. Um, um, you know, my my one of my close relatives, and I, and that that's all I'm comfortable saying. Um, wound up having a miscarriage, mm-hmm. right? So that was heartbreaking. Um, then you have, uh, Aunt Margaret who passed away mm-hmm. and then you have, uh, just different things. I mean, there again, your grandmother, my grandmother, um, all these things keep adding up. And this was all in a, a very short time as well as, uh, there's people out there who, who, whose spouse is addicted to, to some kind of substance, alcohol, meth, crack whatever yeah. heroin mm-hmm. there are there are people out there who who are just having a hard time because somebody won't come to christ yeah and it's heartbreaking because they genuinely love them and want them to know jesus um and so there, there's things like that in heaven but but christ has got to be what we we're always looking at christ has got to be christ is has always got to be that thing in which we are striving for. Because when we start to look other places, we, we find ourselves failed miserably. Um, you know, the only time, and, and I don't know this from experience, but from what I understand, the only time crack is like really great is that first time. Yeah. Right. And then every time after that you're you're chasing it. You're always chasing that first high. You're always chasing it. And and I've heard that about all kinds well, of drugs. That's the that's the temptation in anything that offers you quick relief is just that. You know, um it's a shortcut to to feeling better. Yeah. With whatever you're dealing with. <clears throat> if you're just a down and mopey person that deals with depression sometimes Drugs or any sort of substance is a good way to just numb it. Yeah, or or people. 
Yeah. Right. You, you sometimes it's just the fact that we we tend to want to uh, look, turn to people to to heal something in us. And the fact of the matter is that there is nothing created, um, inanimate object or people or animals. There's nothing that is created that is made to fill that void. Nothing. That's why none of it satisfies. Anything that you do that you think is going to be a quick problem solver just winds up letting you down in the long run. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and that really doesn't matter what it is, right? That yeah. that can be a person, a substance. It can be. It winds up being more hurtful if it's a person, because then you wind up putting this person on a pedestal in a position that they were never able to to fulfill. Yeah, and then that does damage to your relationship with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you also have what we're really looking at is idol worship. Yeah, you, you're placing things on a pedestal. You're making them an idol that should never been an idol because we were created for worship, and exactly, to, and to worship. Exactly. Now, um, that doesn't mean that you put your grandma as an idol. Sure. Right. But when we do put things as I know outside of Christ, if we're worshiping something outside of Christ, we're going to want to turn to that to comfort us in those times of d- disaster. Right. We're going to want to turn to whatever it is that we think will kill the pain, that will uh, distract us long enough, that will whatever it is that we need to not be in that moment of pain. Mm-hmm. Those things will fail you, and and ultimately cause pain within their own system, partly right? because it has failed you. Yeah, there there's yeah, pain yeah, yeah. from that. Yeah, and we have to figure out to be able to focus on Christ in the hard times. It's for some people, I've noticed this. For some people, it's easier to worship Christ in the good times. They're like, oh, everything's going great. Oh, thank God. Da, da, da. But when the hard times come, it's, oh, why me? Oh, oh woe is me. And, you know, a lot like uh, uh, Solomon in, in the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Woe is me. Vanity, vanity, vanity. Right. And we have to learn to. There again, I, and I, I, I want to say this over and over again because, it, all right, we've we've used this analogy before. I want to say that it's Christ. It's Christ. You've got to be focused on Christ. You got to be looking towards Christ. Christ has got to be the thing that comforts you. Christ has got to be the thing that is there for you. You say, well, what about? And I'm going to say, well, there is no what about. You've got to pray. You've got to pray. You've got to be in the Scripture. You've got to be leaning in on Him during. Uh, the good and the bad times. The issue comes in is that's very simple, but very hard. Yep. It's very simple in the sense that, oh, I just I just turn to Christ. Oh, okay. Now, how do I do that? Well, that looks different for everyone. There's the basics. There's knowing your scripture. There's there's keeping it in your heart. There's actually just talking to Christ. Are you talking to are you are you talking to Christ about what's going on in your life more than you are your friends? Mm-hmm. Are you are you going to your friends more than you are God? Right, and, and there's things like that that are that that 
within their own right, sometimes they're hard because God doesn't just go, oh, buddy, I understand, and pat you on your back, right? Right. And, and, and but it doesn't mean just because he's not doing that does not mean that uh, he's not there. Yeah. Comforting you. The other part is uh, a lot of times we want to ignore the church in moments like that. Right. We want to turn away from the church. Because a lot of times we know that we haven't been looking towards Christ and that they're going to point us in that direction. Hopefully, if that, that's the case, if you go to a good church anyway. Yeah. Well, we know, you know, to to be in the Word, that's something that's fairly basic. Um, to submit yourself to what the Word says if there's any part of your life that doesn't align with it. Yeah, yeah. That can be hard. Find the sin. Find the sin. And that comes from prayer, too. You're in the Word. Then you go to prayer, going to Christ, asking him to expose the sin that is in your life so that you can repent. But Yeti, I don't have sin. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you do. The Bible says that well, too. Well, what, what Bible verse is it? It says uh, uh, if someone is to say they don't have sin, we're going to find it in just a second. He's he going to type it in. We're going to get it. That's right. But... Find the sin. Where are you finding satisfaction? Now, God's given us good and great things to assist us with that, right? He's given us nature. He's given us people. He's given us family. He's given us church. He's given us, um, uh, uh, he's given us all kinds of things to help with this. Uh, he's he's created us to be communal. So I'm not saying isolate yourself and just read the Bible and just because that's part of what the church does is help us with in in moments like this. Right? But if you're not doing the basics of reading and and being in the word and 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 and, and praying and that kind of stuff, then then you may or may not be helped by the church. Yeah. Did you find it? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a one verse thing, but you get a broader scope with uh with three verses. So it's first John one verses eight through ten. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. If we say we have not sinned, here you go, here's your verse. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. Mm. So somebody's a liar. It's you or God. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee it's not God. Yeah, absolutely. Guarantee it's not God. And, and we all struggle with sin. God is sanctifying us. Um, some people believe that they are sanctified, but their actions don't seem sanctified. Ooh. And uh, so we say God is sanctifying us. It's a process that he's walking us through that. Last year, I wasn't as close to Christ as I am this year. And the way me and Yeti say it a lot of times, it looks like a Wall Street graph, you know what I mean, yeah. where where you just see it zigzagging up and down, but ultimately it's going up. Right. That's the right. way our walk with Christ is a lot of times. Um, our lows aren't as low as they used to be, and our highs are higher than they used to be. Right. Uh, even though there are still highs and lows. and Still moving forward. Still moving forward. And, and, and sometimes you may have a, a good deep, dive uh-huh. right and you may even go deeper than you've been in a while but you turn to christ you look towards him and you you ask for forgiveness of any sin 
Where am I not satisfied with you? So, for example, somebody who you are deeply tied to dies. And you wonder, why, God, why'd you take them? Well, he took them for his glory. It's his timing. It's his, his I mean, he's put everything there. And, and it may be something they've done. It may be something not. Ultimately, it's God. And so we need to go to him and say, Lord, I don't know why this has happened. I may never know why this has happened. But I want to find comfort in you in this. I want to know that you are here, you know, here with me. And I don't know, maybe that's not comforting to some people, but it is to me. Well, that's part of being with a good church, too, because the church is the body of Christ. And we pray to God for comfort. And he he does that with he gives us the peace from the Holy Spirit who abides with us That's within right. us if yeah. we're Christians. But then whenever we need to hear a word physically, yeah, he's he's also tell, get, tell, told us to find to seek wise counsel, and he's yeah, given us the go. church for that. I, that's that's an excellent point. That that's a really good point. That um, because we we've already made the comment that the church is there. Mm-hmm. But why was how does the church help, right? By uplifting the church, yeah, because it is the body of Christ, right? It is the body and bride of Christ. It is there for that purpose of um, ministering to you in these times. And then, as individuals, we can serve the church better to glorify God better, yeah, and worship Him better, which is what we were. Yeah. created to do anyway. Yeah. Now, I, I, want, I want to clarify something, too, when we say bring it to the church. Um, and churches are built different, so maybe this is, uh, you know, this is something you may have to consider. But two things. If you don't tell anybody in the church that something is going on, they're not going to be aware to, to come mm-hmm. to you and take care of you. Um, and there are people who are just attention hogs, Yep. And so what they'll do is they'll make a big scene in front of everybody. Oh, woe is me. You know, they'll, they'll drag it out in front of everybody uh, looking for attention. They're not looking for God's wisdom and grace and in these moments they're looking for attention. And so we have to be careful not to be attention hogs, and we also have to be aware to, to let the church know. There is a line there between trying to grab attention and 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 letting the church know so that they can help us. Mm-hmm. So we want to kind of we want we don't, well, you have to be careful. There's a ditch bank on each side, right? Well, and that here again, that's the point of uh, things like having people you're accountable to, right. having people. You know, it's not. And again, going back to prayer too. Pray before you do that. Yeah, yeah. Um. And, and and we can we can just go to somebody and and and, and I mean I look I've had I've had divorce rock my family my life twice my family twice heartbroken man heartbroken um that's probably even more than someone dying and I've had a handful of people die right. divorce has been more traumatizing to me than anything else right and. 
And like I said, I've had it interrupt my life twice. Um, I haven't been divorced twice. I'm saying that yeah. I've had it interrupt my life twice. Um, and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And in that, it's very easy to say, oh, God, why, why, why? And not really be looking for answers. Yeah. It's easy to say, oh, God, you know, uh, why are they doing this? Or why, why, why is, you know, maybe you're going through divorce and your spouse is just a pagan or something like that. And, and, and or there's all kinds of scenarios and everything. Um, but it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's traumatizing. And, and then so when, when that has affected my life, it's the church. It's the when, when my parents split, right? The the first time that this affected me was with my parents, and when they split, I, you know, I was just how old were you? Seven. Whoa. And so I didn't know how to react, right. and I, eventually, it's what brought me to Christ. In all honesty, yeah, because I remember having a thought of. uh God, I'm 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 tired of hurting. I'm tired of hurting. I need I need something to take this pain away. Yeah. And that very easily could have became drugs, right? If I didn't have people in my life giving me the gospel. Right. And that um, was God's grace on your life for sure. And cause and you remember that too, yeah. pretty vividly. Yeah. So yeah. And 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 so that was that was the, the first time the and, and I'm stuttering because it, it still I don't like talking about it. I understand. Well, yeah. Um, but the, that was the first time, and the the second time uh, that that came and interrupted my life uh, uh, was was probably equally as dramatic, and and it was just I, you know. I had to, I had to turn to Christ, and there were times when I didn't want to. Mm. There were times I wanted to to embrace my sin. There were times when I wanted to just go whole hog into it, right? And and so I understand that that when horrible things happen, and it can be divorce, it can be death, it can be um, uh, somebody just betraying you. Uh, it can be all kinds of things. The flesh part of us wants to turn back to the old man. Just those severing of relationships yeah. in general. It just hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that I mean, that, even that if that. death, um, when you talk about death and divorce and betrayal, like you said, a severing of a relationship. Even when they're on good terms, there's still pain there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know? But whenever it's whenever there is that betrayal or, or death, which is separation until eternity. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it, it's different. You know, and for, as Christians, it's different whenever you, you, there's somebody you've been praying for and, and desiring to come to know Christ and then they die and go to hell. Yeah. That's right. And that's heartbreaking. That's very it's, heartbreaking. It's hard to deal with. And you wonder, God, why didn't you save them? 
Mm-hmm. Why didn't you save them? Um, and, and we know we know the answer. But honestly, part of it is because um, that person got the gospel. God allowed them to be saved if they if they but they they, they didn't rejected want to be it. saved. Yeah, they didn't want to be saved. They they were too eat up in their sin. They were too eat up in their their selfishness or 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 whatever it may have been. And there's still people, you know, we're praying for now, um, who 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 are alive, uh-huh. and we're praying those same things. And they may they may or may not die and go to hell. And 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 there again, whenever whenever that happens, though, you want to uh, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I don't think I am. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm a horrible person. But <laughs> but you want to go back into those old sins. You you want to find comfort in those superficial things. You want that shortcut. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. The shortcut. You just shortcut. want that shortcut here and now. Yeah, and God doesn't work that way. He He really heals. Yeah. God God God's going to allow you to hurt now and genuinely heal you where the shortcuts uh, make you feel better now and they hurt you worse exactly. down the line. Exactly. There's there's pain in uh, the way God heals sometimes because he's pruning us and he's cutting away at things. But in in doing that, he's refining us. He's, well, just like the analogy of a fruit tree, he's cutting away the dead limbs so that the yeah. right limbs can flourish. That's good. That's good. And we see, I but mean, it and hurts. We, we, and, and we take that back into, no, there's a deer out there. It's just wandering around. <laughs> um, you you talking about the pruning? I mean, that's that's true with relationships too, mm-hmm. right? God God sometimes gets rid of people in our lives because they're bad on us, right? Um, sometimes God God brings people into our lives because we're we're good for them. Uh, but we have to be focused on him. We can't go somewhere else. Um, it's it's too easy. It's mm-hmm. too easy, though, for us to want to go somewhere else all the time, yep. all the time. I saw that. I saw that the other night, right? I mean, uh, alcohol got brought out, right? Yeah. And because they wanted to cover their pain. They wanted to cover their pain. And... And, and and I'm trying to watch out what I say because I don't want to give too much stuff out. I don't want to uh, uh, embarrass anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but things there were secrets told, right? There were there were things that came out, um, and because somebody had died mm-hmm. suddenly. Mm-hmm. And people are trying to figure out what to do with that. And the answer is <laughs> yes. Uh, the answer is Christ. Every time. The answer is Christ. When people want to know um, why this happened, it happened for his glory. Mm-hmm. What do you mean it happened for his glory? He's going to use this for his people's good and his glory. And... And hopefully, what that means is that because of this, because you do see life is fleeting, life is short, mm-hmm. life is, um, you know, 
can end any minute now. Maybe you'll want to have that relationship with Christ because that's that's the most important thing. And we know it instinctively. We know to, that we need to be worshiping something. Yeah. That we need to have a deeper. This is this is the world speaking, so to speak, but a deeper spirituality. You don't need spirituality. You need Christ. You don't need alcohol. You need Christ. You don't need uh, drugs. You need Christ. You don't need someone to love on. You need Christ. Mm-hmm. You don't need uh, something to draw your attention. You need Christ. And that's another thing. There are times, how many times when we're going through these type of things that all we do is want distraction. All we do, and we're on our phone, and we're talking to people, yep. and we're, we're, we're doing this, and we're doing that, and we never sit down and just deal with the heartache in the silence of the moment and contemplate who Christ is. We don't do that. You're right. We sit here and we just, we distract. We distract, we distract, we distract, we distract. Sometimes those distractions may seem good. There again, you may be talking to a Christian brother who can encourage you, who can edify you. And so I'm not saying that that you just need to go hide. Yeah. But we also don't know how to just deal with our thoughts. That is the truth. And sometimes it is good for me. Even now, I still like to, every once in a while, if I'm home and no one is there, just not have any music on, not have the TV on, not have a podcast on, just just some silence, just some time to sit and think about what God has done, what God is doing, what's coming up, where have we come from, yeah. where are we going. And it's it can be really, really good. Why do you think it is? And this this is a genuine question. But why do you think it is that we don't know how to sit still and listen to God Meditate on his word. When I say listen to God, I'm not saying we're listening for a voice to come out of heaven. But listening, um, meditating on his word, praying to him, and sitting in the silence, contemplating what's going on in our lives and the relationship between that and and Christ. Well, I think we get in our routines and in our busyness, for one thing. And it's hard to to change it up and do something different if we're not used to that. When we are used to it, um, I, I can just only speak for me here. This is just my opinion. I, I think it's a matter of whenever that happens and we're contemplating on Christ and the things of God, we have to acknowledge our sin. Yeah. And whenever you get down to it, it I'm not talking about just skin, skin deep stuff like, Lord, I sinned today, please forgive me. No, you're thinking it, about it's not, the ramifications of that sin. I slapped my brother. I lost my temper, slapped my brother. Of course that's sin. Right. But then you're thinking about what caused you to be angry at your brother. You're going to the roots. Yeah. And that is not comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And in doing so, I think I think that may be part of our, our societal issue, right? Mm. Is... And I'm guilty. I'm just as guilty of this as anybody. I get a moment to sit in the quiet. I get a moment to concentrate on where I'm at. I get a moment to pray. And I pull my phone out. And 
And when I pull my phone out, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm really interested in in in, in a YouTube video mm-hmm. or Facebook or a game. Or if you're retarded like me, you'll have Facebook, I mean, not Facebook, but you'll have a, a, a YouTube playing in, in a little bo- corner box in the bottom while you play a game. Instead of coming to Christ and, and, and coming to the understanding of, okay, this is where I need to be. This is where I need to be right now. I need to be focused on Jesus. I need to be praying to Jesus. I need to be thinking about what's going on in my life and in the relationship that it has to Christ. Well, you know, we were talking about somebody that, uh, another family member, um, I was talking to him the other day and we were talking about the people that are leaving this world. You know, it's like, it seems like more and more every year people are just getting away from here. I said, they sure are. And there's no signs of of it stopping. It's going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and the thought behind that being, um, we're we're all going to meet Christ one day face to face. It's yeah. good to be cultivating that relationship ahead of time. Yeah. 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 I I think there are even Christians out there mm-hmm. who are genuinely Christians mm-hmm. who are going to die and go to heaven, and yet they they only have that very basic relationship with Christ that that keeps him in a very infant and immature walk. Well, I think of an infant too. Like you have a relationship with that infant. You love that infant. That infant loves you uh, or toddler. Let's go with toddler, you know, okay. and, but you're around them just enough that whenever they come to see you, they're kind of hiding behind the corner, but they're peeking around smiling. Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. want to come to you, but they're nervous. Yeah. So yeah. whenever I see Jesus, I want to have the confidence to know I can just go run into his arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be peeking around the corner kind of smiling. Yeah, Is yeah. it okay? Are we good? You, you're thinking about my kids on that one. Yeah. They're notorious, man. <laughs> They're great for analogies. I, I know you. <laughs> I even like you. I don't know if I want to go make friends with you right this second. Yeah, I'm so just, just going to hide behind your legs, and Daddy. And smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that... That that's good too. I mean, that we we are. That's exactly who we are. We're children mm-hmm. hiding from the one who loves us the most, mm-hmm. just enough to say that we're in His grace, just enough to say that we're in His, but not enough to go embrace Him. Right. I think I think that's good, man. I think that as uh, I forget who it was I was listening to, but they they were real big on saying that's a good word. That's a good <laughs> word. Uh, that that is a good word. I I, I appreciate that. So, well, in that being said, and we've had more of a somber episode today. I know. I know. I think it's yeah. even come across in our our tone. Yeah, we we sound very NPR ish. Not a whole lot of laughing, that bolsterous uh. laughing like we do. But, I mean, that's what we're talking about, too, yeah. right? I mean, and and I'm going to be honest. Part of this is me flushing it out. Sure, yeah. And and, and honestly, just trying to have um, that genuine conversation. So, that being said, if anybody has anything to add to this or disagree or whatever, man, throw it out there on the Bigfoot cave, um, the Bigfoot something cave, the Bigfoot pack, pack cave. It's where the 
Bigfoot pack meets in a cave. We're packing big feet in a cave. Yeah. Like sardines, son. Uh, hopefully we'll catch a possum with them sardines. <laughs> so, so. It, so I, part of me goes, all right, so how do we develop from being that child that's hiding behind um, the corner to the child who is embracing the father? Or embracing, you know, the 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 person in in this case, the Father God. The the best way to start is confession, just to take time and go to God in a quiet place where there are no distractions, and just start pouring out your heart in confession yeah. of sin. That's warfare. Our For how long? For how long though? I mean, I mean, and and I know I know you can't put a number on it. Like if you don't do it an hour every day, then you can't do that. But I mean, pe- I mean, because you might people not get it all done in one day. This, this, you this is what I'm saying. Back to this. Because if we say do that, people are going to go and they're going to do it once, and they're going to do it for five minutes, and then they're going to say it didn't work. You're liars. It's a lifestyle. Repentance is a lifestyle. It's got to be done. Re- repentance begins with confession. It, it's a lifestyle. So you you start today. Maybe you go till it gets uncomfortable. And then go a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say when you went going to it, gets uncomfortable. I'm like, ah, let's 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 go past yeah. the uncomfortable. Yeah. And then the next time, push it. It's just like your growth in Christ. Whenever you're growing in Christ, you, he, more of your sin is exposed. So the next time that you go to confess to confess your sins, you're confessing even more. I, I think part of that is also discipline. Yes. You have yes. to discipline yourself to do that. Do you want that relationship with the Father to the point to where you're not afraid? Uh, I mean, you're you you need to fear God, but you're you're not that kid hiding behind the corner. You're that kid who goes up to the the Father and respectfully, mm-hmm. fearfully, but because you're His child, boldly, right, and goes up and makes request. Well, you know, again, we use the term spiritual warfare. That, that means it's rough. That means it's dirty. That means it's ugly. And we, we, as Christians, God has given us a new nature. We are still in our flesh, and we have that sin nature. So yeah. there's a part of doing that 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 we want to buck against. It doesn't feel natural, though. Yeah, there's yeah. another part of it that really feels natural. Yeah. So, like you said, it, it takes discipline and forcing yourself to do it and the more you do it the more you grow yeah and i think i think it's not an overnight thing there again you can get into a good rhythm with that Mm -hmm. discipline yourself into doing that and then something horrific happens somebody dies something Mm -hmm. happens and it throws you into a tailspin and guess what you're going to do one of the first things you're going to want to give up is that Mm -hmm. one of the first things you're going to want to give up is that time spent reading the word, praying to God, getting in a place to where it's just you and him. Yep. You're going to want to give that up first. Um, um, I don't know the technical reason, but the reason that I'm going to subscribe to it is we're stupid. Yeah. Right? People, <laughs> people always laugh when I say that, but I mean, what, what else do you call it when you know that this is the best thing, the most healthy thing for you in the moment and yet you 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 eject that first. That's the first thing you get rid of. Mm. 
Yeah. It's not smart. Nope. It's not smart. I don't know what the alternative is, but it's not smart. <laughs> um, and, and but that's who we are. That's what we do. We we as much as we know that we should worship God, there's that part of us that that wants to rebel against Him in the same moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Paul had something for this, right? Paul says, "I do the things that I don't want to do, and I don't do the things that I know that I should, or that I want to." I'm paraphrasing, but, yeah. Um. And, and and why is that an issue? Why is that an issue? Because we're being sanctified. We want to to be closer to God, but we don't always want to take the steps that get us there. Hmm. Right? We want to know to have absolute security in our salvation, but we don't want to give our life over to Christ. We want to have... Um, the ability to be joyful in all circumstances, but we're not willing to find joy in Christ. We want to be able to 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 live a life of guilt, guiltiness, guilt freeness. Wait, a life where we had do not where we are not guilty. Mm-hmm. We want to live that life, but we also want to continue in the things that make us guilty in the first place. Mm-hmm. We wanted our way on our terms. God says, give it to me. Give it to me. Give all of it to me. Because my yoke is light. I don't carry you. A, a, being a Christian should not have a, be a heavy burden. Mm-hmm. It should not be a heavy burden. Because Christ loves us and cherishes us, and he, he died for us. And so we should, should be able to find joy and freedom in knowing him. For example, if somebody says, Sasquatch, I know back in the day you used to da 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 da. Yep, sure did. Yep, Jesus took that from me. Thank God. What has that done? The accuser, who is the enemy, uh-huh. can no longer hurt me because I am free in Christ. Once you're free in Christ, you're free indeed. And so the enemy can't do that. So I'm free. I'm free from that sin. I'm free from that accusation. I'm free from that. They can even say, Sasquatch, I heard you say an ugly word yesterday. Sure did. And I even had to apologize for it to somebody because I said it in front of some people. And I'm I'm sorry. God is working in me. And and as soon as it came out of my mouth, I felt bad about it. And so I repented to God first of all and foremost because I sinned against him. And I apologize to those around me because I, I, I sinned against them. And he's forgiven me. He's forgiven me. I don't have to deal with that. Now, some people would say, well, does that mean you can just do whatever you want to? No, you don't want to do whatever you want to mm. in that sense. There you go. You don't want to. I don't want to just go out and do whatever I want to. I want to do what brings glory to God. Yeah. And so I'm not going to do it perfectly. There again, I do the things I don't want to, and I don't do the things that I want to. That was the Apostle Paul. Do you think you're going to have an easier go at it than the Apostle Paul? Probably not. 
Well, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes back. I was right hopeful there. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, man. It, it's 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 one of those things when we are thinking about th- these moments where where life is hard, and there's these dramatic moments to where um, you're hurt and you don't know where to go. You have to turn to Christ every single time. And I know I, I, I'm beating that dead horse. I know I am. But there is life in Christ eternal. Can't say no more than that. All right, then. Well, Yeti? Yes, sir. How can they find us on the interwebs? On the interwebs? Why, they can go to www.bigfootrevival.com. You head on over there, scroll on down to the bottom, and find all of our links to our social medias, including Facebook, where we are most active. You can also click on any of those drop-down links, uh, the BFR podcast, where you're listening to this one right now, hopefully, and the blogs, and find all of that good stuff right there in one place. You can also hit us up on our email. That's bigfootrevival at gmail.com. And to be honest, the people who are writing the blogs are much smarter than the guys who are doing the podcast, and they're 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 a lot better uh, material, I think. So, well, to be completely fair about it, yeah. <laughs> uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of uh, <laughs> power, love, and sound judgment. Yo, Yeti, what up? We out, deuces.